Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mbliwa Gavaza, and for today, we do get into a discussion around uh, an interesting uh, trend and phenomenon in the world um, of uh, retail, and particularly um, online retail that is buy now, pay later. Uh, that is basically the concept um, where you go onto an e-commerce platform and um, it was designed in such a way that um, a lot of people tend to have a little bit of mistrust when it comes to online platforms. You're not sure if what you're buying is uh, going to actually turn out the way um, that it is. Uh, we often hear about buyer's remorse. You know, you go onto one of these websites, you find a nice pair of shoes or something, and then you get it and you actually see that uh, the pair of shoes looks nothing like um, the pictures online looked like. Uh, so this is what Buy Now Pay Later tries to address, you know, to give people that ability to get their goods um, online, you know, for some of the purchases, you pay a small amount upfront, you get the goods, and then if you're happy, uh, then you have that ability to then pay back um, over, you know, a couple of weeks. And that is the service uh, that Payflex, um, which came to South Africa in 2019, um, is actually offering. Uh, so for today, I am going to be talking to the CEO of Payflex uh, because they do work with a number of uh, different providers. Uh, like I said, they came to SA in uh, 2019 um, and at the time um, they were part of uh, the sort of, it was an interesting one because um, uh, it was 2019 just before the pandemic. Uh, so we're going to be getting into discussion just around how South Africans are embracing or have embraced uh, this concept of buy now, pay later. Paul, greetings to you today. Greetings. Morning, Madiwek. Thanks for inviting me to your show. Now, thank you so much, uh, you know, for, for being with us today. Usually, um, we get a sense of... Uh, you know, the organizations from which our guests are coming from um, in the beginning. So when it comes to Payflex, what we're quite interested in is, um, at least, you know, to my understanding, uh, I understand that uh, you saw the what you call this, uh, that the model has been around, you know, for about uh, six or seven years, um, having originated in places like Australia. And uh, in that particular country, they have, they are more, there are millions and millions of customers I think the last number I saw was 10, 11, 12 million somewhere there. Um, and then uh, you brought the idea to, you know, to South Africa after um, clinching a deal with um, with Zip from Australia. And at that time, they had a 30% stake in the business. But I understand there's been some movement on that end. Maybe take us through why you thought South Africa would be suited with a buy now, pay later type of model, especially because um, online and e-commerce sales uh, back in 2019, at least, uh, they were growing, but it was still a tiny, tiny uh, percentage of the market. I think if I if my numbers serve me correctly, at the time, online retail was still less than 2% of the total retail pie in South Africa. Yes, Madhuri, absolutely. So, so we started Payflex in 2019, and I think um, really where, where where Payflex came from was 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 a need in South Africa for uh, a solution that would allow shoppers to buy now and pay later without getting into debt or, or formal credit. So, so so my 
history, I suppose, my work history or career history was was in the banking world. So I was always very familiar with credit cards and vehicle finance and overdrafts and, and all of those uh, traditional banking products. Um, and here was this great product in Australia where they seemed to be able to be able to give customers the ability to buy now, pay later without taking on additional credit. Um, and in this model, essentially, the merchant pays pays the fee and the customer gets the benefit um, for free, call it. Um, so, so we launched in 2019 into South Africa um, with a few online stores. Um, and it was quite a hard push um, at the start because bringing a new financial product to a country is a, is a challenge. Um, customers don't really understand what's interest, what's interest-free, how the product works, et cetera. Um, and, and we've grown and grown. I think, I think COVID was definitely a catalyst to, to, to boost the growth of, of online shopping and, and PayFlex. And since launching in 2019, we've now had 300,000 customers use PayFlex. Um, we're available across, I think, around 1,600 online merchants. So the growth has been phenomenal. Um, and I think PayFlex in South Africa or Buy Now, Pay Later in South Africa is now starting to become a better understood product. We see more and more customers taking it up every day. Um, and I think as a product that will sit forever in, in customers' wallets as a, as, a, as a product that allows them to buy now and pay later without getting into, into, into debt. Um, the design of the product is such that it's really meant for those smaller items. Uh, fashion is a perfect example. That's where, where we play quite uh, heavily. So the product's meant for those smaller items, fashion. I want a pair of shoes. I want it now. It's around 1,200 rand. Um, but I really don't want to get into additional uh, debt to, to buy that product. It makes no sense to buy a pair of shoes and pay it off over, over a year with uh, with 25% interest, et cetera. Um, so, so that's kind of where we are today. We've got a base, we've got a brand, customers understand the product. There's now quite a few competitors in the market in the BMPL space, um, but happily PayFlex sort of leads the pack there with, with, with most of the larger merchants signed on in the online space. Okay, I think that gives us quite a bit of, uh, you know, understanding of what's going on and I guess the evolution of the company itself. Uh, but, you know, everything that you're saying begs, I'd say, two very simple questions. Um, the first one simply being, um, you know, given the simplicity of the product, why hadn't anyone, you know, done it um, in South Africa, you know, by the time that you guys came? Um, because like you said, it's something that you noticed in Australia and brought, um, you know, this side. So one would wonder why no one else had done it. And then the second piece um, of that is how do you respond uh, because you spoke a little bit about debt earlier on, and we understand that in South Africa, debt is quite a sensitive topic because South Africans are uh, quite uh, indebted. It's seen as a a culture of debtors versus savers, you know. And um, you talk about um, getting the benefits without taking on more credit, uh, whereas others, you know, who might be critical of the model might say um, that uh, this is something that might, um, you know, push more people further and further into debt. So I guess those two things, you know, from us, firstly, why no one else, I think let's attack the first piece first, why no one else had done this in South Africa. Sure, Matthew. So, so I can't really 
<laughs> speak to why. I mean, I, I think that the, the simple answer is I think that South African financial institutions and people who lend money to customers have always had quite a good run with the existing products they have, which charge the customer interests and charge the customer fees. They tend to be very profitable products. Um, so if you're a bank or a finance house, um, you, you know, why go launch a buy now, pay later product where the margins are much lower and potentially cannibalize some of those higher revenue interest bearing products um, that are in the market today? So I think, I think that's, that, that, that's one of the reasons is, is banks are just happy with the products they have. They serve the customers well and they, they're reasonably profitable. Um, and the other reason I think is, is that startups in South Africa are more tricky to start up than, than in other countries in the world. So, so you need access to capital, you need good people, and you need time, I think, to build something new. Um, so the startup culture in South Africa, especially back in 2019, was a bit more capital constrained. And this type of business needs expertise in credit, and it needs capital, and it needs quite a long runway to to, to come to a point where the, the model becomes profitable. So I think those, the, those two elements sort of speak to why, why no one did it before. Um, but we were very happy to be the first ones in there. So, 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 um, so happy to, to be leading the pack, I think, in that. Um, in terms of your second question around debt, does this product increase sort of the debt burden on, on customers? I think we see it slightly, slightly differently. Um, I think in South Africa, in the South African market, has has been a market where customers have over borrowed and financial services providers have probably over lent. Um, you know, it's not uncommon uncommon for people to have lent twenty, thirty thousand rand and then go spend that money on on consumer goods like shoes and and uh, and clothing and, and stuff. Um, so we have quite a consumer driven culture here. Everyone wants the new thing and they want it now. Um, and I think that instinct has 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 led people to to overborrow in the past. Um, traditional credit really shouldn't be used for those items. I believe that that you don't really need. It's more of a want thing. So so credit's definitely got its place. It's it's useful for you know if you need money for school fees or you need a car or a house or uh, or renovation or something. I think credit is the right the right product for that. Um, but where we play, I suppose, is those products or, or, or spend categories where customers shouldn't really be borrowing money long term to pay for. So I think of shoes, cosmetics, um, you know, day out at the spa or, or whatever it is. And here you have this product now that allows you to do that. Um, pay over six weeks, which is a short period of time, and and pay interest free. So so I think the short answer is no, we, we're not adding to the credit burden or debt burden in, in South Africa. On average, our average spend is around 1,200 rand, so it's a small amount. It's an amount people can generally afford to repay within six weeks. We don't market this product for big purchases, so there's no point buying a TV for 10,000 rand on buying our palette and expecting someone to pay back over six weeks. Um, so our, our spend limits are, are small. The average basket size is small, and what we find is that customers our customers are generally customers who've got access to credit. So if they wanted to buy that pair of shoes on a credit card or an overdraft, they could because they've got those credit lines available. But what we see is that customers um, are actually quite sophisticated in terms of the products they choose. And they say, okay, well, here's a pair of shoes. I can pay it off over six weeks. Let me use this interest-free 
product. So, so, so they're actually buying the item but not using the credit and they're using a product that's effectively uh, interest-free and not getting it, them into more debt. So, so I don't think in any way are we adding to the debt burden in South Africa. I think we've introduced a product which actually forces people to, to spend a lot more responsibly and only buy things they can afford to repay over, over six weeks. I want to maybe double click um, on that uh, six weeks factor because I think that's quite uh, um, what you call this uh, when one just looks at general retail. Obviously, um, when people go and get personal loans, um, either from the from the infamous loan sharks or even just friends and family, um, your payment terms are you know quite different. Uh, but in the in the formal sector, um, you tend to see a lot of things that have you know three months to pay, six months to pay, twelve months, twenty four or thirty six. Um, you know those types of things. Things that generally denoted in months. Um, how would you how would you say the response has been to six weeks versus six months? You know because that's like literally just now, and it requires someone to be paying. I don't know either weekly or every two weeks. Uh, maybe you could uh, you know talk to us about that, and also just uh, um, and also just getting into maybe some of the specifics around the types of goods and products that people are using by now, um, pay later for because you have mentioned now that um, it tends to be the smaller items. But what's popular at the moment? Yeah, sure. So, so maybe let me just give you. All- your listeners, a quick overview of the product and how it works. So essentially, what someone would do, one of our typical customers, is they would go to a store like Superbless. Superbless sells fashion. They would buy a pair of shoes for a 1,000 Rand. And with Payflex, you essentially split that 1,000 Rand payment into four payments of 250 Rand each. So the customer would pay 250 Rand today, 250 Rand two weeks later, 250 rand on week four and 250 rand on week six. Um, if you add all the 250 rands together, you'll see they equal exactly a thousand rand. So the customer buys something for a thousand rand, they get the pair of shoes today and they pay the thousand rand over six weeks. So there's no interest and no fees uh, charged to the customer. So that's essentially how the product works. Um, your question around, around time and term of product is, is, is a good one. Um, I think a lot of the finance people struggle with that. They go, well, guys are paid monthly. Shouldn't you have a three-month version or a six-month version, et cetera? And I think, I think what, what everyone is kind of missing is that our target market or the people who use Payfix are not the customers who really have a huge amount of affordability constraints. Generally, our customer has the 1,000 Rand available to spend. They've got a credit card they can put it on. They've got an overdraft they can put it on. And they've probably got some unsecured loans they can they can afford to pay. Um, so our customers have affordability. It's not that they can't buy the the thousand rand item today, but what they are doing is they they're deciding not to use credit to purchase that product. They're saying it's a thousand rand product. I can afford it, yes, but I don't want to put it on my credit card because that's a bit silly. I have to pay interest, so I'll use Payflex to to pay for it, and I'll spread that payment over over six weeks. And then maybe next month when they want to buy a 20,000 Rand TV, that's when they'll take out their credit card and use their credit card. Because for that larger purchase, you need the three or six or 12 months to, 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 to pay that off. And that's where credit product is, is perfect for that. So, 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 so it's a product that's designed for certain goods. 
that don't require a longer term to pay. And it's a product designed for people who really have some affordability already uh, built into their wallets um, where the two weekly payments are not a big issue. They don't need to wait for their paycheck at the end of the month um, to be able to afford the average installment of 250 Rand, which is our average installment. Um, so we find the product works really well for what it's designed to do um, through its construct uh, where we pay back over the six weeks. That's actually, you know, that's actually an interesting one there. And I think one of the insights that uh, you've, you've sort of emphasized uh, now for the second time, which I, in my coverage of Payflex, hadn't um, really come to grips with, is that fact that um, the typical customer is someone who already has a credit card and other lines of debts, but they do their calculations and figure that they could probably save, um, you know, on interest, on, um, you know, bank charges, all of this other stuff, uh, simply by going for uh, the buy now, pay later, because it means that if a, if a pair of shoes is costing a thousand rand, then they're paying a thousand rand as opposed to a thousand rand plus a little bit, um, you know, that would have gone if they had used let's say uh, a credit card or you know or something like that so you know i think that's a very interesting you know little bit of insight and i guess it makes sense because uh those are probably the that's probably the same group of people that have um already embraced um what's going on when it comes to online um you know you've got access to you know um you've got access to um online facilities you've already said okay fine uh, i'm going to be buying things online uh from now going forward you've got the credit cards and all of that um already in place yes 100 percent, Matiwe. i mean experian actually did an interesting analysis on our customer base and um and what came out of that is that payflex customers tend to be early adopters on average i think they've got five or six credit credit lines um they're young they're urban sort of 25 to 35, they shop online, they're astute, um, and they use money responsibly, which is, which is kind of why this product uh, works for them. All right. Now, one of the things I, I did ask this earlier, maybe um, well, we, we, we just hadn't gotten around to it. Like, what are people actually doing on buy now, pay later? Is it all clothes? Because I, I, you keep using the example of the shoes uh, just now <laughs> and <laughs> and superbalist, right? So is it uh, is it mainly, you know, the clothing items? Because like you said, big ticket items like a TV doesn't make sense. Uh, but like, what is the limit? Like, what are people going like how far have people pushed this uh by now pay later thing like you know has anyone you know gone and tried to get like an expensive jacket is it like just affordable ones like what's going on yes Madhu, so look it's a whole it's a whole range of products so if you look at our merchant base you know 1600 1700 merchants we've got fashion we've got guys who sell lawnmowers we've got um, pharmaceuticals, beauty—it's uh, essentially anything you can imagine. People have 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 got online stores for, um, which is actually quite an interesting thing in, in and of itself. I mean, coming out of this epi- you know pandemic, I always thought there were maybe a few hundred online stores in South Africa when I started this business. But we can constantly actually add a hundred stores a month uh, to Payflex, hundred online stores a month. So 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 people are selling everything and everything out there. Um, what we find in the Payflex world is we are quite fashion focused. So probably around 60% of our purchases are, are fashion related. 
Um, but other big stores we've got are, you know, uh, Hi-Fi Corporation, Incredible Connection. Uh, so people are buying gadgets. They're buying um, sort of IT stuff. Yes, they're buying fashion. They're buying gifts. Um, in anything you can imagine online, people are using Payflex Floor. Um, our average basket is around 1,200 Rand, but some people push it out a bit, maybe 2,000 Rand, 2,500 Rand, and some people spend 200 Rand on on something. Um, so, so, so it's everything and everything, I suppose. Um, but why I keep coming back to fashion is that fashion is sort of that one thing that people want more of, and they don't they don't really stop. So, so you get people who want one pair of shoes, but you probably want a pair of shoes and a belt, and maybe next week you want a different color pair of shoes. Whereas a TV, you kind of buy once, and and you know five years later you replace that TV with another TV. Whereas fashion is more more sort of ever going. So, so, so that's also has been the experience in countries like Australia. It started in fashion. That was the, the sort of the nexus. That's where the product works best. And then sort of spread into, into all other areas, including things like uh, travel, medical, etc. All right. I think that gives us, uh, you know, that insight. And it is um, interesting to see, I, I guess, the length and breadth um, of what it means because it's simply... I guess now people just see it as uh, as uh, as one of the uh, payment options um, when uh, when you do go out uh, online to some of these e-commerce stores. But I want to maybe shift uh, gears a little bit, Paul, um, to to the merchant side because we spent quite a bit of time talking about um, the consumer. Uh, but one of the key pieces is the merchant um, because uh, the merchant is likely um, likes something like this. The merchants that are signing up for something like this uh, are probably signing up because it means that at least from a risk point of view, it allows them to uh, mitigate risk because they're able to get um, their money, you know, up front uh, whilst at the same time driving, you know, sales volumes um, on uh, on their side. Uh, talk to us a little bit about, you know, the evolution um, on that side because you already spoke about uh, the difficulty that you initially faced um, in your initial push off Payflex in 2019 uh, when trying to convince consumers. Um, what's the equivalent conversation when you were trying to convince the merchants? Yeah, so I mean, on the on the merchant side, um, you know, merchants really are looking for, I suppose, a couple of things. They're looking for ways that can increase sales to the existing customers. So, how you know, do you have something that can help me sell more to my existing customers and, and help them buy more more frequently than they're buying today? So that's the product side. And what every merchant is looking to do is also to attract new customers because. More customers means more revenue from a merchant perspective. Um, so Payflex as a payment product to merchants is a premium product. It's it's slightly more expensive um, to a merchant than they would have to pay for a card payment facility. So it's a sort of a premium product for the merchant. But the benefit to the merchant of Payflex is really twofold. So one is the product itself, the BMPL product, and that allows um, uh, merchants to sell higher basket sizes. So typically customers using Payflex will spend 20 to 30% more at a merchant than they would do if they just paid an ordinary card. So they get an increase in basket size and also an increase in, in, in frequency. So customers, once they use Payflex and they figure out how easy it is to, to shop, tend to shop more frequently than customers who just use an ordinary card product. So that, that, that's, that's kind of the, the big benefit of the BNPL product. Um, 
the second benefit to the to the merchant and especially to to sort of smaller merchants is access to the payflex uh, customer base or community so as mentioned previously we've got about 300,000 customers who've used payflex which will probably be half a million by by the end of the year and what we offer merchants is the ability to market themselves to that customer base so we send our customer newsletters we do promos etc with our customer base um and by doing that, we we allow the merchant to acquire or attract new customers from the Payflex uh, shopper base. So, so those are really the two aspects that that drive the the merchant value proposition. Um, and as Payflex has grown, that second component where merchants get this access to the customer base becomes more and more of a benefit to the merchant. So the product side is always there, and and the base as it grows becomes a a, a bigger sort of opportunity for merchants when they sign up uh, to pay flex um going forward uh, because uh, we've we've now looked at i think the whole thing quite holistically uh, from pay side the consumer side and the merchant side uh, just your outlook around uh, the development more broadly of um, you know e-commerce in south africa because um, it's certainly grown um, over the last uh, maybe two or three years driven in large part by the pandemic uh, but at the moment where do you see some of um, you know some of the gaps because I can imagine that you know the more that uh, online and online retail and e-commerce grows um, in South Africa, the more opportunity that there is for a business like yours. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think Madiwe, I think um, you know the pandemic really catapulted e-commerce, uh, in, you know, up, up, up sort of to, to a new level. Kind of, I think it went from about two percent of retail sales to around four percent, so essentially doubled in in two years. But what the pandemic really did is it changed customers' behavior long-term. So the pandemic was quite a long thing, as we know. Um, and over those two years, people who've never shopped online started shopping online. People who shopped online shopped online more. And merchants who sold their goods through, through traditional retail moved, moved online. Um, so I think we've now got an economy and a, and a, and a, and a populace where where customers shopping online becomes more of the norm. It's a habit now that's formed and will continue to grow. Um, and I think merchants, especially the bigger merchants and the smaller merchants, have really invested a lot of time, money, and thinking in, in, in making that online shopping experience more enjoyable and convenient for customers. So you'll see a lot of merchants are now offering one-day, you know, you know, next-day delivery or single-day delivery. So as that infrastructure improved, around the logistics of, of online, including payment products such as Payflex, it's all building an industry that's, I think, a lot more sustainable and, uh, and growth-oriented than, than it was pre-pandemic. Um, so I suppose that's a long way of saying that, that in my, my opinion, I think e-commerce is, is here to stay in South Africa. It's going to grow. It's going to grow faster and faster. Um, and and it's, you know, today it's 4% of retail, in, you know, in, in five or HS time, it might be 15% of retail. Um, so I think big opportunity for anyone in the e-commerce place to, uh, uh, to play and grow. All right. So that's been us. We were talking to Bo, uh, to Paul Berman, uh, who is the CEO of Payflex. They specialize in buy now, pay later um, options just around uh, e-commerce and online retail, giving us insight into what the state um, of um, 
online retail is looking like right now but more importantly uh, the state of buy now pay later where they do allow uh, people to pay a small amount up front receive goods and then pay um, over a number of uh, weeks um, six weeks in particular uh, the payments are being broken up into four different tranches and then he's saying that you know after you know quite a little bit of a hard push back in 2019 uh, there has been an embracing um, of um, you know of the pay now pay later uh, model in South Africa and um, since uh, coming to South Africa just highlighting why some of the more traditional um, institutions may uh, may have shied away from something like that because um, you know why why fix something um, if it's not broken the options that were there uh, seem to have been working for people um, at the time but um, since 2019 um, outside of payflex they there are a number of other other um, startups that have also entered into the market uh, trying to get uh, trying to get this done so it is a, a growing area and one of those things uh, that we will um, definitely be watching going forward um, basket size I think is one of the big things that I caught on to 1200 rand or 1200 rand that's the average um, at the moment and it tends to be uh, goods across the board um, goods across the board but um, fashion t- tends to be quite a very popular uh, piece of that basket simply because it's one of the things that people buy on a recurring basis so definitely one to watch and uh, paul thank you so much for sharing your insights with us today definitely keen um, to catch up again uh, later on just to hear more and more uh, just around the evolution of e-commerce and all of these different pay options in south africa paul thank you so much for being with us today pleasure thanks for the This is Mudiwa's take. Great discussion just around uh, the buy now, pay later market in South Africa. Really great to um, see that development. But once again, um, an industry that is sort of held back in part uh, by the broader adoption of um, e-commerce in South Africa. And I think just as a piece, uh, because all of these, all of these uh, different um, innovations and different options sort of lend themselves to the broader e ecosystem um yeah the broader ecosystem just around um, e-commerce so if we can see just a growing uh once again of these different pieces um then one hopes that all of these uh different um different parts will help to grow uh the pie as a whole because something like this at least helps to address those people um that uh, want to at least touch and feel um certain goods certain goods before um they fully commit to them so um, you have that as a piece then you maybe have someone else who's doing the logistic side of things um, we've had a couple of um, people on the platform that are attacking that then you have uh, the other people that are doing uh, the payment gateways and you have the, the retailers themselves and you you know so all of those different pieces uh, working in unison really does um, go far quite interested to see what the next piece um, of uh, you know the growth path is is going to be right is it going to be 
because the COVID-19 pandemic has already done a lot, doubled uh, the size of e-commerce in South Africa. What's going to be the next thing uh, that pushes people over there? And also in the definitions um, of what we call e-commerce, I think more and more things need to be um, included inside there just to get a more accurate reflection um, of what's going on because one can think about, as much as we talk about online retail, I'm just thinking about all the air travel um, that uh, is booked online. You know, how much is that? Uh, well, how much is that when we look at it um, in totality? And then coming back to the issue of the ecosystem, um, when it comes to the next piece, my curiosity is more around, um, is it going to be something in the online space or something in the physical space? And by that, I mean uh, the buy now, pay later is more something that's going on on an online you know, on an online level, whereas um, next day delivery is something that's happening in the physical realm. To say physically, a person will be able to get their goods, you know, um, will be able to get their goods within a day um, of paying for something, right? So what's it going to be? Is it going to be something that is an online-based revolution uh, that helps to push up e-commerce? Is it going to be something that happens in the in the physical space? We wait to see, but just excited to see that this is something that is growing in South Africa. And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcast on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. Thank you to our amazing team. Our producer is Paige Muller. I've been Murio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight which is a multimedia live production. So for myself and the rest of the team, it is a good evening, good afternoon, and good morning.